No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see that there is value in diligence and patience. Seek God while you're young, before the difficult days come. Solomon gives the conclusion of the whole matter. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Darrell concludes the book of Ecclesiastes beginning in chapter 11 on Simply the Bible. Earlier in this book, Solomon said that the end of a matter is better than the beginning. Today, we come to the end of the matter. As the preacher sought wisdom and what activities are worthwhile under the sun, he arrives at his final conclusion. We continue in Ecclesiastes chapter 11. Cast your bread upon the waters, for you will find it after many days. Give a serving to seven and also to eight, for you do not know what evil will be on the earth. Now Solomon speaks here of the merchants sending out their ships, and the bread upon the waters would be the grain that they send out in the ships in hope of trade. Solomon knew all about this. He had many ships and he would trade all over the place. And so the idea here is that it's going to take time. You send your grain out on a ship and it will be a while before you get a profit, before you're able to trade with it. But you've got to send it out. And then he says, send out seven or eight ships. Don't just put it all on one because you don't know what's going to happen. There may be some evil, some storm that's going to shipwreck one of your ships. Uh, or there may be other problems, pirates and so forth. So you spread out the load among many ships and you have a better chance. If the clouds are full of rain, they empty themselves upon the earth. And if a tree falls to the south or the north in the place where the tree falls, there it shall lie. He who observes the wind will not sow and he who regards the clouds will not reap. As you do not know what is the way of the wind or how the bones grow in the womb of her who is with child, so you do not know the works of God who makes everything. In the morning sow your seed and in the evening do not withhold your hand for you do not know which will prosper, either this or that or whether both alike will be good. Now Solomon speaks of a farmer sowing his seed. And the idea here is that if you pay too much attention to the circumstances, you will never sow your seed and you'll never have a harvest. Now, there are threatening clouds. Clouds are good for a farmer because they bring rain, but they can also bring a driving rain that would destroy your crops. A tree is good, but it could fall and destroy things. Or it could be that you have an orchard and you're, you're worried that your trees are going to fall in the storm or something. All of those risks can occur but if you wait for the perfect conditions, you will never sow or reap. Now, he says, you don't know the works of God. You don't know what's going to happen, what God's going to bless, just like you don't know how bones grow in the womb of her who is with child, so you do not know the ways of the Lord. So the point is, you need to be diligent in all things and at all times. Sow your seed in the morning. Don't let your hand be idle in the evening. Do this and do that because you don't know what God's going to bless. Here is the wisdom of diversification. There's actually a lot of wisdom here as far as investing, whether it's the 
you know, grain on the waters or the sowing of seed. You don't know what God is going to bless. So don't put all your eggs in one basket. Diversify and just trust that God is going to bring blessing and profit to something. Verse 7. Truly, the light is sweet and it is pleasant for the eyes to behold the sun. But if a man lives many years and rejoices in them all, yet let him remember the days of darkness, for they will be many. All that is coming is vanity. So the days are sweet. We ought to get up in the morning and say, thank you, God, for another day I can live. I knew a guy that would always just thank God that he was healthy. <laughs> We're still sucking wind. It's a beautiful day in order to serve the Lord. And we need to make best use of the time. As Jesus said, the night is soon coming when no one can work. So we need to do the works of the Father while we can. Rejoice, O young man, in your youth, and let your heart cheer you in the days of your youth. Walk in the ways of your heart and in the sight of your eyes, but know that for all these God will bring you into judgment. Therefore, remove sorrow from your heart and put away evil from your flesh, for childhood and youth are vanity. So he's calling people to rejoice in the days of their youth while they can enjoy them, while there's still stuff that they can do. And he says, walk in the ways of your heart and in the sight of your eyes. Now, we have to be careful here because the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. And if you just follow your eyes, you can get into a lot of trouble. He is not authorizing sin here. He's just saying that while you're young, you have passions. There's things you want to do. It's part of enjoying the good things God has given us. So make use of these things while you're young and you can do it. But know that God will bring you into judgment. Whatever you do, you will ultimately give an account to the Lord. You don't want to sow to your flesh now because you will reap sorrow later. Remove sorrow from your heart. The Hebrew word translated sorrow refers to the feeling of anxiety, anger, or sadness in a distressing situation. And that is something that young adults certainly need to remove from their lives. There's a lot of anxiety and depression in people's hearts, but there's no need for that. Jesus tells us not to let our hearts be troubled or fearful. Paul says, don't be anxious about anything. If you're trusting God, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ. Trust the Lord and he'll take care of you. And put away evil from your flesh. You have freedom in Christ, but don't use your freedom as an opportunity to indulge your flesh and sin. Finally, he says childhood and youth are vanity, simply meaning that they vanish quickly, so make the most of it. Remember now your creator in the days of your youth before the difficult days come and the years draw near when you say, I have no pleasure in them. While the sun and the light, the moon and the stars are not darkened and the clouds do not return after the rain in the day when the keepers of the house tremble and the strong men bow down, when the grinders cease because they are few and those that look through the windows grow dim when the doors are shut in the streets and the sound of the grinding is low, when one rises up at the sound of a bird and all the daughters of music are brought low, also they are afraid of height and of terrors in the way. When the almond tree blossoms, the grasshopper is a burden and desire fails. For man goes to his eternal home and the mourners go about the streets. 
Solomon encourages his readers to seek God while they are young before old age sets in. Truly, the earlier you can seek God, the better. And it's interesting that the majority of conversions to Christ occur during the teen years. Now, Bible students don't all agree on what these figures of speech mean that Solomon uses, but he seems to be comparing old age with an old house that starts falling apart. So he uses these figures of speech. The keepers of the house tremble would refer to your arms and hands shaking. The strong men bow down would mean your legs, your knees, your shoulders weaken and you walk bent over. The grinders cease because they are few. That is, your teeth fall out. Those that look through the windows grow dim. Your vision deteriorates. The doors are shut in the streets. Your hearing fails. The sound of grinding is low. and You can't hear outdoor sounds anymore. One rises up at the sound of a bird. You can't sleep through the night. Daughters of music brought low. Your voice quavers and you can't sing or stay in tune like you used to. Afraid of the height, terrors in the way. You are afraid of falling or some evil occurring. You lose your courage. The almond tree blossoms. Your hair turns white. That is if you have any left. The grasshopper is a burden. You don't hop to it like you used to. You drag yourself along like a grasshopper at the end of the summer season. Desire fails. You lose your appetite, passion, or perhaps sexual desire. Man goes to his eternal home. You go to your eternal home and the mourners mourn your death. That's what you have to look forward to. This is why we should not put all of our eggs in the basket of this world, knowing all that we have to look forward to in old age. Remember your creator before the silver cord is loosed or the golden bowl is broken or the pitcher shattered at the fountain or the wheel broken at the well. Then the dust will return to the earth as it was and the spirit will return to God who gave it. Vanity of vanity, says the preacher, all is vanity. So the silver cord holding the golden bowl, this would refer to like a silver chain holding a golden bowl of a lamp. This is a symbol of the light of your life. And at some point, that's going to break and you will have no more light in your life. The picture shattered at the fountain is a picture of a well. And there's a wheel that causes the pitcher to go down into the well and bring up the water. But what happens when the wheel breaks? Well, that's the end of that. And the fountain, which is a figure of life, the fountain of life, that no longer brings forth life. You're dead. So then dust goes to dust. From dust we came and to dust we return. And then the spirit meets the God who gave it. That is ultimately what will happen to all of us. Our spirit will go and face God and will either go to heaven or hell. And that's the end. So he says, all is vanity. Again, if you're only looking at this life from under the sun, from that perspective, it's all vain because it's all going to end. All is vanity under the sun because the light of your eyes and your fountain of life will cease. And that is why we must look at life from the perspective of eternity, of God being in the picture or else it is all vanity. And moreover, because the preacher was wise, he still taught the people knowledge. Yes, he pondered and sought out 
and set in order many proverbs. The preacher sought to find acceptable words, and what was written was upright words of truth. The words of the wise are like goads, and the words of scholars are like well-driven nails given by one shepherd, and further, my son, be admonished by these. So Solomon taught knowledge, he pondered and sought out wisdom, he laid it in order, he found acceptable words of truth, speaking the truth in love, like Jesus, who was full of grace and truth. And this wisdom would prod like goads. It stimulates people to do the right thing. It hangs like nails. That is, it gives you something to hang your life and your decisions upon. It's inspired by one shepherd, the Lord. It is inspired by God. He recognized the wisdom came from God. And so he says, my son, be admonished by these. Of making many books, there is no end. And much study is wearisome to the flesh. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is man's all. For God will bring every work into judgment, including every secret thing, whether good or evil. So this is the whole of man's life. You do this, you'll do well. Fear God, keep his commandments, knowing that God will bring it all into judgment. And with that, Solomon rests his case, the preacher bringing forth the wisdom that he was able to discover, being the king of Israel, having everything a man could desire, and yet seeing that it is all vain if you only live life under the sun, how we need to bring God into the picture and live according to his purpose. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. Tomorrow, we will return to the book of 2 Samuel as David's son Absalom steals the hearts of the nation. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl teaches through God's Word on Simply the Bible.